0: Nachum was sitting on the couch, feeling very, very sad. After a moment, he got up and he took a piece of paper, which had beautiful colors on it, and he looked at it again to stare at it. He brought it as close as possible to his eyes and strained his eyes to see it. But suddenly, he couldn't see it anymore. And then he felt sad again. The piece of paper with all the beautiful colors just slipped out of his hand and fell down on his lamps. Also, Nachum's head moved downwards. It looked like he was very, very sad. Then his father walked in, walked into the room, and sees how Nahum is sitting like this. He did not ask him anything. with one look, his father understood what was going on. He sat down right next to Nachm and put his hand on Nachm's shoulder and said. Nachem, do you want me to, to tell you the story of this week's Parsha? But I want to be able to read it all along by myself, Tati! Nachemke, also, mommy and I want you to be able to read it. And you know that we're doing everything we can to help you. We brought you to the best eye doctor to cure you and to help you, that you should get back the ability and the kayak to see. We went to the biggest professor. Anyhow, Nachem, meanwhile, don't you want me to read for you some story of the Parsha? Without saying another word, Nachem gave his father the colorful page. His father looks and sees not only colors, but he also saw a lot of words. This happened to be a sheet of paper which was pinter- printed by some Lubavitchers, which goes out every single week. They print different siches from the Rebbe and stories. And everyone over there, in the whole city, reads these sheets of paper. All the Yitten get it. Nachim listened very carefully to the story that Tati was reading to him. And it seemed to him like for a short time he forgot all about his problems. His father started to read to him from this piece of paper a story that happened in a different country. Their father began telling him. The Lubavitcher Rebbe sent a new Shaliach, a messenger, to one of the cities of Canada. And this Shaliyach was a very young man, full of ambition and a lot of Kayach. And what did he do? This young man opened up a telephone book, and he started to look for any name that looked like a Yiddish name. And he suddenly noticed one of the names was Katz. Oh, the name Katz? That's wonderful. This man must be a Jew for sure. He must even be a Koyhain, because usually those who are named cats are koihanim. Cats stands for the words Kaihan tzedek. He picked up the phone, and he called up. Mr. Katz. Yes? I am a messenger of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, and I would like to know if I can come and visit you. Oh, it will be my greatest pleasure, sure and Mr. Katz told him exactly when he could come to his house. It wasn't that late in the evening when the sheliach knocked on the door of the house and a sweet little girl opened up the door and told him to come in and wait a moment or two until his, her father will be ready. While she went to call her father, the shaliach looks around the house where he's standing in the room, and to his great surprise, there was a beautiful picture of the Rebbe hanging. Does that mean that Mr. Katz has some connections to the Rebbe Melech Wow, I really didn't expect this. Mr. Katz came into the room And with a big smile on his face, he stretched out his hand to say Shalom Aleichem to the shliach. The shliach couldn't hold himself in and he pointed towards the Rebbe's picture and he said, what's this? Mr. Katz did not understand why is the shliach so excited? and said, what do you mean what's this? This is the picture of the Rebbe Shlita of Lubavitch. <laughs> I know, but I mean to say that's, that's the Rebbe, but, but you know, how does it get to your house? It seems like you have some connection with the Rebbe? Are you a Hasid of the Rebbe Melech HaMashiach? Mr. Katz just gave a smile and said, Let's sit down, and we'll talk about it. So they sat down. Mr. Katz started to tell a story. This is already a story in a story in a story. A couple of years ago, says Mr. Katz, I I made a trip from Los Angeles, California, to Florida. I had some business to do. Right next to me was sitting a very fine man, a Lubavitch And during the trip, while we were on the plane, we talked a lot and became very, very friendly. First we talked about many different things, but later we started to talk our own, about our own private life, our personal matters. My friend told me all about his family, and told me how much he misses his children. He even showed me a picture of his children that he had in his pocket. I said, wow, it seems like you have a very special, nice family. And then my friend asked me, what's about you? Don't you have a picture of your family? And I shook my head, yes. And I, and I pulled out the picture to show to this Lubavitch who was sitting next to me. But only two people were in this picture that I had. My whole family were only two people. My wife and myself. That's all. But then I said, oh I'm sorry. I didn't know th- that you didn't have any children. We continued traveling on the plane and we talked and talked very very much and finally I said to the Lubavitcher chassid who was next to me I said to him that my wife and I are married already 12 years and we have no children yet and we went to the best doctors but no one was able to help us. My friend listened to me very carefully to every word I said and then he said to me Listen, Daniel. he tells me, you must go to the Lubavitcher Rebbe, he can surely help you. Nah, I don't go to Rebbe's, I said to, to the Lubavitcher. Uh, it's enough that I go to the doctors, and once the doctors cannot help, how can the Rebbe help me? But my friend kept on insisting that I must go to the Rebbe and ask him for a bracha. You must go to 770, he tells me, and ask a bracha from the Rebbe Shlita Melech HaMashiach. It will surely not harm you. But I have no time for that, I told him. I'm a businessman, and right now I'm on my way to Miami. I can't stop off in New York. You know what? Just try it out. Give it a try. I guarantee you that you will not feel sorry. You won't regret it. As we were coming closer to the first stop that our airplane is supposed to stop, it's supposed to stop in New York for just a short time, like for two hours in New York, and then we get onto the plane again and it goes to Miami, to Florida. But as we're about to land in New York, we suddenly hear an announcement from the captain of the airplane. And he says, your attention, all passengers, for certain technical reasons, we will not be able to stop for only two hours. We're gonna have to spend five hours in New York. We're very sorry for this inconvenience. After the five hours, we'll continue our trip happily and safely to Miami, Florida. I thought to myself, hey, five hours? Then I can go to 770 and do like the Chassid said and ask the Rebbe for a bracha. So I decided to do so. And I got off the plane, immediately took a taxi, a car service, and a short time later, I was already in 770, and I went over to the secretary and said to him, I, I-, I-, I would like to meet the Rebbe." Very good, you want to see the Rabbi? Uh, Then I'll tell you what to do. Here, let me take out The appointment booklet. All right. In three months from now, you'll be able to come. No, 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 I need earlier. I'm sorry. All the times that the Rebbe has to see people are all filled up already. People are already waiting online to see the Rebbe for the next three months. In three months from now, you'll be able to. But, but, I don't even live in New York. I just happened to be passing by with the airplane. I have to see the Rebbe right now. I'm very sorry. I cannot help you. When I heard this, that I can't see the Rebbe right now, suddenly one of the Bacharim from the yeshiva was standing next to us while I was talking. He went over to me and he said, you know what, I have a good idea for you. The Rebbe is now davening mincha in the shul. And mincha is soon going to be finished and the Rebbe is going to go to his room. You know what you should do? As the Rebbe is walking by, as he's passing you, walk over and ask for a bracha. A few minutes later, the door opens from the shul and the Rebbe walks out of the shul and is walking towards his room. I went over to the Rebbe And I said, Rebbe, I beg you for a bracha that I should have children. The Rebbe takes a very strong look at me and he tells me to come into his room. Tell me, the Rebbe says, what's bothering you? And I told the Rebbe that it's already 12 years since we got married and we still don't have any children. Tell me a little about yourself, says the Rebbe. What do you do? Well, I'm a businessman. Very successful, Baruch Hashem. I travel from place to place. I make a lot of business. Tell me, the Rebbe asked me. Do you put on tefillin? Do you keep kosher? Do you keep the Shabbos? Oh, Rebbe, no, not that, that's not for me. These things, filling, kosher, Shabbos, that's not for me. That's not for you. You just said that you're a businessman. Well, I'm also a businessman. So let's make a business deal. I couldn't understand what kind of businessman is the Rebbe? What kind of business deal does he want to make with me? Okay, I'll tell you what it is. First of all, uh, go to the store and buy yourself a pair of tefillin, and spend as much as money as it costs. Buy the best tefillin, and you're going to start putting on tefillin every day. But, 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 Rabbi, why? Why, why, is it so important? Why do I have to put on tefillin? Mr. Katz, I want you to know, says the Rebbe that Hashem can do miracles. Hashem gave us Teirah mitzvahs. If you'll do everything you could to do what Hashem wants, Hashem will do everything He could to do what you want. But but I don't understand so well what you're saying, Rabbi. Uh, Let me explain you something. One of the Parshas of Tefillin says, Shema Yisrael. And over there it says, It says in Shema Yisrael that you're supposed to teach Torah to your children. How can you teach Torah to your children if you don't have any children? But if Hashem sees that you are doing the mitzvah, you're doing Hashem's mitzvahs, so you're putting on tefillin, then He'll do everything that you want, and then you'll be able to teach your children Torah. So you see how important it is for you to put on tefillin? Here, Mr. Katz got quiet. And the Shliach who's listening to the story that Mr. Katz is telling him says, so? So what happened with you later? Did you start putting on tefillin? Did you get children? Ah, you wanted the end of the story? says Mr. Katz just one second he opens up the door and he calls out, Yassi, Dani, Ellie, Nami he starts calling names and suddenly a lot of little kinderlach come running in Baruch Hashem, says Mr. Katz I have now six children the Rebbe's bracha was fulfilled Baruch Hashem, I have six Gishmake Zisa kinderlach Unzein gezunt, says the shliach. This was the story that Nachum's father read to him from that colorful, beautiful piece of paper. What a nice story, Tati. But tell me, Tati, who who, who is this Lubavitcher Rebbe? Who is he? Um, I really don't know, said Nachum's father. I heard about him. I even saw his picture. But I don't know exactly, I I don't know exactly where he is. In Nachum's heart, he thought an idea. Maybe the Lubavitcher Rebbe can help me too. Maybe he has a way to help me that my sight should come back and I should be able to start singing again. That night, as father was sleeping, he suddenly woke up very excited. Razel! Razel! He woke up his wife. What happened, Yehuda? What happened? It's only four o'clock in the morning. Razel! I just had a dream. The rabbi came to me in my dream. Rabbi? Which rabbi? The Lubavitcher rabbi came to me in my dream. Oh, what a dream. What kind of dream is that? What do you have to do with the Lubavitcher rabbi? Listen, Razel, he says to his wife. Yudah sat up in his bed, and he tells his wife, I had a dream that I was in the Rebbe's room and the Rebbe asked me Yehuda why are you so sad and so worried? And I answered to the Rebbe I'm so worried because of my son Nachum, our Nachum's eyes he can't see anymore. He can hardly hardly see anything, his his eyesight became very very weak. Tell me, says the Rebbe. Does Nachem wear tzitzis? No, why why should he wear tzitzis? I I, I also don't wear any tzitzis. I don't wear a yarmulke either, I told the Rebbe. We're not religious. Well, Nachem does have to wear tzitzis. What? Why? Listen, Yehuda, says the Rebbe to me in the dream. If you're going to fulfill Hashem's will... Hashem's mitzvahs, Hashem can do anything, and He can help you too with your son, Achim. When we say, Kriyashma, it says over there, V'hayolachem le That when you wear tzitzis, and you'll see it, you'll remember the mitzvahs of Hashem. And I woke up, hearing these words from the Rebbe. Wow, what a strange dream. How interesting. Do you think that there is a lesson that I can learn from this dream? What? A lesson? I don't know. Please, Reisel, let's think together. What does wearing tittas have to do? with Nachum's eyes. What did the Rebbe want from us? Maybe there's a lesson that we're supposed to learn from this dream. Well, uh, who said that the Rebbe wants us to do anything? Yehuda, you know what? I want to go to sleep. This is just a dream. Forget about the dream. And Raisel fell asleep again. But, You think Yehuda was able to fall asleep? Not at all. He knew that this dream was for real. He just could not forget this dream. It didn't take long. Short time later, Yehuda had a business trip that he had to travel about 300 miles away from where he lived. He had a cousin who was a Lubavitcher. So he stayed over in his cousin's house. Listen, Gabi, says Yehuda to his cousin, I had a dream, you won't believe it. In my dream, I saw the Lubavitcher Abba. Gabi asked, can you please tell me what the dream is? And his friend Yossi, who was also a Lubavitcher, was staying over at that house listened in to hear the story. They listened carefully to every word that Yehuda told them about the dream. And when he finished the story, it got quiet. His cousin Gabi said to him, that's a beautiful, excellent dream. And Yossi added, I don't think it's just a plain dream. What do you mean? Ah. Of course. Uh, uh, I had this dream. What are you telling me? It's not just a dream. No, I mean to say it's not only a dream. This is much more than a dream. This is a serious matter. The rabbi really told you something that you should listen. When a tzaddik wants to speak to a yid, a tzaddik doesn't need a telephone. He doesn't need a letter. He doesn't have to send it by mail. The Tzaddik has his ways of getting his message to you. The Rebbe wants to speak to you. The Rebbe came to you in a dream. The Rebbe revealed himself to you. W- w- what am I supposed to do now? Says Yehuda. Very simple. Just go by a It's for Nachem. Yehuda went quickly to the store to buy a pair of tzitzis he bought the right size for Nachum and he started to walk to the place in the store where you pay for it but suddenly he stopped and he thought, one minute Nachum is gonna wear tzitzis and I, his father, am not gonna wear tzitzis he went back to the shelf where the tzitzis are and what do you think he got for himself? Another pair of tzitzas for himself. Then he thought, one minute, my son Zechariah, who was Nachum's twin brother, also needs a pair. So he took another pair for Zechariah too? For a but then he thought to himself, one minute, how can I go pay for the three pairs of tzitzis? I'm going to wear tzitzis without a yarmulke. So he bought a yarmulke for himself. But what's about Nachem? Is he going to go without a yarmulke and just wear tzitzis? He <laughs> bought a yarmulke for Nachem too? And one more for Zakaria. It didn't take long. and finally came home. And Nachem is wearing tzitzis and Zechariah and Tati and a yarmulke. They had to visit the doctor again. Tati took Nachum with him we were waiting in the waiting room of the doctor this was a very big professor the greatest professor who knows about eyes the greatest in the whole country finally the professor comes out of the room and he says to Nachum's father here are the results of the tests. I can't explain this to you, says the doctor. But it seems like all of the tests that we did until now always showed that your son can see just a little tiny drop, like 1 out of 60. But I don't know now how it's possible. It's, it's just not I can't explain it. But now it shows that all of his sight returned, almost completely. He's 90% healed. It just doesn't make sense to me, says the doctor. So Yehuda says to the professor, you know what happened? What are you talking about? I had a dream, that Rebbe came to me in my dream and told me that if my son wears tzitzis, it says that whoever wears tzitzis, when you see the tzitzis, you'll remember the mitzvah of Hashem. So as soon as my son started to wear tzitzis, Hashem made him should be able to start seeing. The doctor said, I don't really believe in these miracles, especially the professor wasn't even a yid, he was a guy." But now that I saw that what you're telling me is actually happened. Because I, I saw this boy before he wore a tzitzit. And I saw that he couldn't, I saw his eyes, and I saw that he has a problem. He can hardly see anything at all. And now he's completely cured, almost 100%. I see with my own eyes the great miracle that happened. Yehuda and his son Achim came back home very happily They told the good news to the family, to all their relatives, everyone was happy. But they all heard that the whole miracle came from the Kayach of the Rebbe Shlita, Melech HaMashiach. And the main thing that how the Rebbe cares for every id, anywhere in the world, who needs help, the Rebbe comes to that person whether in a dream, or through a shliach, or anyway, way that the Rebbe makes it to help every yid. Now, a few days passed and Yehuda is walking around with his yarmulke and his tzitzis. When Shabbos came, he felt very strange. <laughs> How funny this is, he says to his wife. I'm wearing a yarmulke and tzitzis and I'm not keeping Shabbos. That's impossible. They finally decided that from now on they're going to keep Shabbos too. was on Shabbos. Yehuda and his family were sitting by the beautiful Shabbos table with the beautiful things set up and the Shabbos candles. Wow, what a peaceful time. How relaxing. They were all so happy. Also Nachem said, Tati, you know, it's what a pity that only now we began to keep Shabbos. I wish we started earlier, but it's of course never too late to start. Mami served the first part of the meal and Yehuda took his fork and was about to eat the first piece of food, he stepped and he said, one minute, is it possible I'm wearing tzitz, wearing yarmulke, keeping Shabbos, but my food, how can I eat not kosher food? Because he wasn't religious before. Yes, didn't take long and they started to keep kosher food in their house and slowly but surely, mitzvah get at mitzvah. One mitzvah brings the next. And they started to keep all the mitzvahs of the Tairah. And they became chassidim of the Rebbe Melech HaMashiach. They moved away from South America to Eretz Yisrael to the city Tzfas. But the story is not over yet. Yehuda went for his first visit to 770 with a group of Yitten from South America, and they had six minutes of private time with the Rebbe Shlita. When Yehuda went into the room of the Rebbe, he felt just like everybody, a very spelt kedusha there. He felt a special good feeling. Then suddenly he realized, it felt like that he was once there already. This is really the first time in his lifetime that he ever went into this room, but everything looked so familiar to him. The window, the table, the chair, the bookcases, the svarim, everything was so familiar. He was here some time before and he can't remember when, because as far as he knows, this was the very first time in his life. Yes, this is exactly what he saw in his dream then. A few years back, when he saw the Rebbe, he saw the Rebbe in the Rebbe's room. And now, he became a Fruma Yid and a great Chassid of the Rebbe Malach HaMashiach teaching many other yidn all about the Torah and the Mitzvahs and how to get ready for Mashiach.